0: This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by Caroline's Coffee, hand-roasted coffee in the foothills of California. This is Homeschooling in Real Life.
1: Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your host as
2: they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life.
0: Hey, this is Fletch. And this is Kendra. We want to welcome you to the Homeschooling in Real Life, episode 121 Grandparents Who Homeschool.
1: Yeah, awesome Grandparents Who Homeschool. It's
0: great. It's yeah. a good show, and boy, I cannot wait to tell the listeners where this episode came from because it was literally out of the blue. Um, hey, what's going on in our uh, life? Well, you were gone this weekend. And I was. it was a
1: particularly special needs week, so you got back last night and I was kind of toast.
0: Yeah, so uh, we've talked about Mighty Joe many times. Um, I love that kid. <laughs> I love him to pieces he yeah. makes me laugh on a regular basis. You
1: know, his teacher said, oh, "and those big blue eyes." I said, "Yeah, those big blue eyes save him half yeah. the time."
0: So I was back up in the California Sierras, and I was thinking to myself, "This is like the fifth time I've been this summer." I know. I have my fill in of redwoods, and it's so beautiful. And I I'm, I, I'm keeping score. I know. I want to. No. <laughs> I want to take a pause and tell our <laughs> listeners about this because. We have plenty of listeners that live, like, at the coast. We have those people that live in, I think I keep bringing it up, the swamps of the southeast. Mm -hmm. But in the California uh, foothills, the gold country, and then up into the Sierras, it's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, huge granite rocks and beautiful redwoods and pines. You grew up camping there as a kid. Not maybe camping like tent camping, but church camp.
1: Yeah, that and um, I went to a summer camp every year. Uh, we climbed Half Dome in Yosemite. We, you know, water skied, jet skied, went out back uh, camping up into the High Sierras. You, know. you
0: remember that smell? Oh, yeah. That like smell of the Sierras? Yeah. So one of our favorite things is to ask people what their favorite smells are. Is and, that yours? Well, it's one of them. Like when I get out of the car, it's like, oh, it's that smell of the California Sierras. It's so, it's great. It's not a bad smell. It's a good smell. Yeah. It is a so, good
1: smell. I'm not a camper. You yeah. Know that. I mean, but, I'm not like a big tent camper. I, I am in full agreement with Jim Gaffigan and his whole. We've talked about thing. this before. Yeah, yeah exactly. The like, last
0: one, but um, the but thing about it is, when it you, is beautiful. When you a day ask, trip is great. Yeah, when you ask people, <laughs> and there's the thing when you ask people like what your favorite smell is, that smell to me is I'm getting ready to go fishing or I'm mm. getting ready to go camping or something. So, yeah. yeah, so I was up in the in the Sierras. Um, house is a one step. Closer to being sold, Um, so we're
1: yeah. People are asking about um, like you know if we if we have a home where we're moving to. No, none of those things (sighs) because we're waiting (laughs) for this to just be a little more solidified, a little more real. Then we'll move. Yeah.
0: So uh, yeah, that's when. And then last night we celebrated fifty years of marriage for my parents. Yeah. And uh, what? I was
1: just going to say, my parents have been married 55 years this year. Yeah, that's yeah. an amazing So between the legacy. two of us, 105
0: yeah. years of marital um, example yes. before us. And that's huge. That and I is know
1: our, our listeners who come from broken homes, they know. Yeah. It's quite the amazing legacy to have two sets of parents that have been married for so long
0: yeah pretty cool to be able to surprise them too because i wouldn't think at age 86 and 83 or whatever 84 i think that's so, have told my mom is that you can actually surprise someone mm-hmm. and my dad said he was just genuinely surprised which in our house you got to realize again looping back to the beginning of the conversation uh for mighty joe not to go tell someone that they're gonna have a party
1: mighty joe didn't know oh no we had to not
0: tell him that's <laughs> right, exactly. exactly the point you know
1: well I just love the whole fact that they thought they were going to a spaghetti feed at the Italian American club and they couldn't figure out why nobody would go with them. <laughs>
0: yeah. They asked everybody they kept
1: asking all the kids and all yeah. the and everybody said, nope, we're busy that night. So that was great.
0: Yeah. So for homeschooling in real life, that's the real life portion. That's the fluff. That's what's really going on around our house. And, uh, we, we have a show that we are really enjoying to put together. Again, it's about grandparents and, uh, you know, um, as I was thinking about how we got this topic, mm-hmm. um, we were very specific in um, in how this one came about because sometimes, you know, you guys will send ideas into us. This time, do you remember where we were? I do. We were at the IAHE convention in Indianapolis
1: and a lovely older gentleman came by our table to talk to us and this was his plan. He's yeah. going to help homeschool the kids.
0: Yeah. So let's get into this show and uh, we will uh, be right back. Alright, so while you're getting ready for this episode of Homeschooling in Real Life, this is a good time to pour yourself a cup of Caroline's Coffee. And if you don't have some, head on over to carolinescoffee.com. Use our code HIRL and you will get 10% off your order. And then you can enjoy some coffee as we keep talking.
2: On Sunday
1: hands a All right, well, we are back, and we are talking about grandparents who homeschool. Fletch, you you reminded me of something here on the little break about that gentleman who came by our table.
0: Yeah, so we're sitting at the uh, Indiana Association of Home Educators, and I was busy doing podcast stuff. And we had a big booth and a banner behind us that said homeschooling in real life. And this nice old gentleman says, well, what is homeschooling in real life? And I was thinking to myself, you know, this is interesting. This is an older guy. And I asked him kind of what his connection was. And he said he was going to be homeschooling his grandchildren. And my favorite part of the conversation was me actually talking to him about what a podcast was mm-hmm. and then right. how he was going to actually listen to this thing. And I'm pretty sure he has not heard our podcast because it just, like there was three or four steps involved that involved technology and he it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about that as I was thinking about why we did this show. But immediately we said – this is a topic we need to cover. And so we did something interesting. We went through all of the grandparents we know that homeschool and we came up with zero. Zero. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't actually have anybody we could talk to, but I think there's more to this discussion than just grandparents at homeschool. And and here's what I came up with, Kendra, that I want you to respond to is that, you know, as young homeschoolers, and I think if I asked you, hey, would you love to have Um, a parent coming alongside you and help you homeschool? Mm -hmm. What what would be your your gut reaction to that?
1: Oh, well, I know in the throes of it, I really wished I had somebody who would have at least taken on a subject for me.
0: Okay. Now, let me ask you this other question. You ready to get real? Because this is homeschooling in real life. Yes. Homeschoolers tend to be, um, you know jerks yeah you know <laughs> don't want help my way or the highway yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's why they're a lot of them are homeschooling because i don't need the school's help right and so little prideful homeschool moms mm-hmm. sometimes don't want their parents help or they don't mm-hmm. want anybody's help mm-hmm. so what do you think about that
1: oh i agree i think uh, we're a controlling bunch on the whole and uh we want to man- not manipulate but just just uh control every little aspect of everything and so you know, maybe you're, you have a parent who wants to come in and help, but they say, oh, I don't, that's not how I learned cursive. Uh, can I teach them my way?
0: And sometimes we have a hard <laughs> yeah, time with so that. That's what I'm getting at. And I also think that, you know, y- you may very well tell. I'm, I'm using you as the example. Sure. Because you were a little bit of a controlling mom homeschool A sport. lot a bit
1: of a controlling so, mom. So, <laughs> you know,
0: you would tell the person what they were going to do
1: yeah and and that 's okay if you have a grandparent who says, "Hey, just you know hand me this stuff, and i 'll go for it I, yeah. I've had a, a really wonderful woman from our church who 's a retired teacher. Who will come in every once in a while and give me a day? And she says, "Just you know, leave me the lesson plan, and and I'm good to go." Um, and that's delightful. But there is there needs to be room, moms yeah. and dads, for somebody to do something their way, and your kids yeah. will be better for it.
0: Now, I got on the interview, which um, I've already done the interview, so you don't have actually heard it. But I, I did speak with our guest about this. And really maybe finding something that your parents are great at. And I'm saying your parents. Yeah. The grandparents. Sure. And just saying, run with it. Mm-hmm. And there was this little funny joke section where I said, well... Pop-up can teach Christian how to make wine, because that's what his, <laughs> he loves to do, and you have this little funny discussion. But, hey, that's chemistry. But, you know, in fact, that is what's happening. Yeah. You know, he's there for the picking, he's there for the mm-hmm. crushing, he's there for the pressing. I don't think he's there for the drinking, but I think <laughs> Pop-up probably slips him a sip of wine every once in a while. <laughs> um, so anyhow, um, there's that's one aspect of this. But then I was speaking with a young woman at church uh, just today, and I was talking about our podcast, and I said I was getting ready to... To go home and have an interview with a woman about grandparents who homeschool. And she said, you know what I would love? I would love if my mom would just come over and let the kids read to her.
1: Yeah. So that's
0: not even teaching Mm -mm. as much as it's just be there to kind of help Mm -mm. share the load. Mm -hmm. So I anticipate people listening to this episode and then saying, oh, I need my mom or my dad to hear this one. Yeah. And I want to represent both sides in this discussion. I want to represent the homeschoolers. Who maybe have parents who are domineering and saying, this is what I'm going to come in and do Mm -hmm. and overwhelm you as a teacher. Because I don't think that happens in the school system. Mm -hmm. I don't think people come into the class and tell the teacher, hey, this is what I'm going to do. But I also want to make the stand, because we're soon to become grandparents. I mean, not like right away, but in the next (laughs) decade. Sure. And my point is. um, And I have a feeling we're going to be the ones that say, yeah, we'd love to help. What Mm -hmm. What can we help with? Yeah. Um, and we don't want to be told what to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I think both sides of this, it's give and take. And I think it's this idea of, uh, and this is nothing new, mutual respect,
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely.
0: Now, can you talk about that as a kind of a prideful homeschooler? Can you represent that position a little bit more for me?
1: Well, I think the trick here is that oftentimes we think, uh, as homeschooling moms and dads, that there is a right way to do something. And you know, I've so researched this reading curriculum or how to teach this thing. And so I know this is the the way we want to do it. This is the right way. And somebody coming in and saying, oh, I I prefer to do it this way, or this is how I taught my kids or my class or, you know, who isn't, who has kind of their own ideas. We struggle with that because we think this is going to be the only right way. And so I would encourage you that people for decades and centuries have learned (laughs) how to do different math uh yeah. concepts for in all kinds of different ways or they've learned to read using all kinds of different methods or no methods at all. We had one child who taught herself. So what do you say about that? Then suddenly my perfect reading curriculum goes down the toilet because she has taught herself. Yeah. You know? So um I there is where I think, you know, give a whole lot of breathing room and realize that if you think, oh man, they're really they're just really not teaching my child anything. Okay, great. Then yeah. then go ahead and do what you need to do. But allow them to have that relational time with yeah, your child.
0: Then. sure. And I think, you know, what are we telling? Ta- we're, we're telling these homeschoolers that are listening to this, the real life part, grace, people. Yeah. Let's yeah, yeah, just yeah. give some grace.
1: And I would add one more thing, Fletch, um, and that is to have very realistic expectations. Because I know we've talked about this before where um, a dad will say, hey, I'll teach all the math or I'll teach all the history. And you get about three weeks into that and it peters off and because dad has a job and dad has, you know, and isn't there during good school hours. And so you can have all these great intentions, but reality could hit. And so be realistic too about that commitment from a grandparent as well. They may say, Oh yes, I will take them to story time every week and two weeks into it decide They can't or won't or they (laughs) they don't show up.
0: They just stop doing it. They just stop doing it. (laughs) Yep,
1: I'm speaking from experience. So, you know, have very realistic expectations too. Don't be super disappointed if it doesn't work out the way you were hoping or the way it looked in your head.
0: Yeah, so there are many more things to talk about in this subject. And, in fact, I talked about them with our guest. So I think we'll head on over to our studio interview and then we'll come back at the end and wrap this up. All right, so this is kind of an unusual thing. I'm sitting in the studio alone. Uh, Kendra is taking a break from this interview. Uh, after some busy times in our family, but I am sitting down with one of my favorite people to talk about this topic. Now, as I talk about grandparents at homeschool, I went to who I thought could be an expert and really offer us some wisdom. Um, and, and this is a woman who um, not only is a Christian wife, mother, and educator turned homeschool mom, um, but she runs the Vintage Homeschool Mom podcast, and she also happens to own um, the network that we podcast on, The Ultimate Uh, Homeschool Radio Network. So welcome to Homeschooling in Real Life to Felice Gerwitz. Felice, thanks for being here with me.
2: Oh, I'm so thrilled to be here, Fletch. And tell Kendra I said hi, Um, but so happy to be here with you and share a little bit uh, with the listeners.
0: Now, I I mentioned this as we were kind of leading in that um, you uh, run our network. We have some big things going on at the Ultimate uh, Homeschool Radio Network. Can you tell my listeners about that for me?
2: Yes. Every October we celebrate a birthday celebration and this year it is three years old. So we're going to be giving away a big cash prize as well as $1,500 worth of books this year. So I highly recommend you uh, follow us on our Facebook page as well as on um, the network if you go to Ultimate ultimatehomeschoolradionetwork.com and you can sign up for our easing, um, You'll get the bundled gifts as well as information about our giveaways.
0: Yeah, so we've been there since the very beginning. We've been super excited. Um, at the intro, I I read kind of who you were, but it said you started in 1986, and I want our listeners to know um, you're really young. Even though that number <laughs> yeah. sounds like it is, you're really young. I, you know, we've we've actually met in real life. Um, but the part about you being. Uh, this vintage homeschool moms. Can you tell us a little bit about your family, who you are, and then about that podcast specifically?
2: Sure. I'll uh, first of all, my husband uh, Jeff is my partner in crime, and um, he and I never thought we would homeschool. We've been married now for uh, gosh, thirty seven years. I, I always get the year wrong, but he always remembers. So that just What were you? you well.
0: Were you five <laughs> years old when you guys got married? I mean, thirty seven right, years. Right.
2: That's a long time. So we have five children and they're all grown. Mikey's my youngest and he's 16 and he's dual, dual enrolled. Another thing I said I would never do, Fletch. Um, <laughs> and he's taken a few college classes. Um, and so, you know, we are at the end of our homeschool season, but we have um, totally homeschooled our kids. Even with him dual enrolling, he's still taking some classes at home. and uh, And so, It has been a a wonderful journey for us. It has worked. And with the Vintage Homeschool Moms, that was my season. uh, I felt to give back when I really prayed about um, the name of a show. I actually had that dot-com, Fletch, for about two years before I even thought about starting a podcast network. And um, so love what you guys are doing and your show. And, you know, I I know that uh, you have touched so many lives. In fact, Kendra and Fletch are... Our number one podcaster again for three years in a row. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> yeah,
0: um, I love the vintage part that you guys are—you bring women on who have um, have lived out uh, homeschooling, and so you know we we find a lot of our listeners. Some of them aren't even homeschooling yet; they wow. they're just listening, so that when they do, they feel like they they have something underneath them, but. You know, I think along the way, having someone that's walked the path in front of you or that can come alongside you, um, that's actually why I chose you for this interview. Um, because I think you you bring some wisdom to the table. Now, regarding grandparents who homeschool, and I know um that's not something you're doing specifically, but as you homeschooled, um, let's say back in the day, um, and we didn't have great things like super thick internet, you know, where people could just look up anything. Um, is that something you think you would have wanted? Would you have wanted help from a mom or a dad along the way?
2: I would have loved it. And as a matter of fact, my mom, um, is an was an amazing seamstress. She died some years ago. Um, and she would come over and teach Annie. Um, well actually at the time it was Christina to sew. And uh, so long ago, Fletch, I'm having to really think, but, um, (laughs) but God bless her. Um, I could only hot glue. I'm the crafty person. I like to paint and I do all the crafts with the little kids. And, uh, and so, you know, sewing, it, mi- it missed a, um, a, a, um, Oh, what do you call it? It skipped a generation. Skipped a generation. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Anne can sew and Christina can sew and my grandkids can sew, but I could not never sew. And so um, that was one of the things she did, like they were in 4-H and she would come over and do projects with them and they also could garden and that was something else I couldn't do. So yeah, you know, they helped with some specific things um, and it was so nice because when they came over, I had a little break, you know, I could actually, um, you know, go sweep the floors or vacuum a room without, you know, kids tripping over the cords and unplugging it, you know what that's like. So um, it was it was a blessing.
0: Now I think you and I have talked over the years um, as we've we've talked about homeschooling and how we we both do this. Um, you have a second generation homeschooler. Is One of your daughters homeschooling now. Is that the way I understand it?
2: Yes, yes. Christina, my uh, second uh, child, um, is the only one who's married, and um, she started homeschooling. And it was interesting because her. Um, fiance at the time and then her husband had the weird homeschool family that was a relative <laughs> so <laughs> you know it's like one of those you're not, you were homeschooled though I can't believe you were homeschooled and my cousin's homeschooled and and they're just different. But and they're both amazing people. I think one of them is into film now. And I I forget what the other one does something and was doing something in the space um, industry. But I mean, they were phenomenally brilliant kids and and did an amazing job homeschooling. But that's what's his I thought that, you know, I don't want to homeschool because my kids are, you know, going to be weird like those weird homeschoolers. But she um, really was adamant because she loved what she learned in homeschooling. And she's an amazing person. I mean, she is um, very intimidating, even to me. She's a scheduler, and I am not. I'm more (laughs) of the free spirit. And she has everything scheduled out, but then she also has seven children. Uh, you don't know what that's like, Fletch. No, but I'm
0: finding it hard to believe that you have a daughter that has seven children.
2: Right. Wow. Right.
0: Now, do you help her with her homeschooling?
2: Well, it, it's funny because I supply a lot of her books. Um, she um, was said the other day that one of her friends was talking about a book and and Christina didn't have it. And she said, I can't believe you don't have that book. And Christina goes, yeah, little do they know where I get all my books.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but uh, a lot of them, you know, through because I homeschooled like I you know what I called it. Fletch, you said I, I wasn't old, but I called um, I when I speak in front of groups, I say I've homeschooled since the dinosaurs roamed the earth. Oh. And people just kind of look at me like strange. And I'll say and then when I'll tell them I started in 1986 and many of you were probably in middle school. And they'll shake their heads no, and then some of them, they just start laughing because they were, you know. Mm-hmm. So at least you were in high school, so that's that's good to know. So that's basically it, just giving her books, Fletch, not so much, you know, planning it out for her because she's the planner.
0: Well, it's funny because that's exactly kind of what I want to dial into is that when we say grandparents who homeschool, the reason we're doing this show is we went back to Indiana for the Indiana Association of Home Educators.
2: Uh-huh. And,
0: and this older gentleman popped up to our booth. And, you know, we're kind of wondering because he didn't look like a homeschool dad. And he right. said, oh, I'm, I'm homeschooling my grandchildren, and I'm just trying to get wow. as much information as I could. And so, you know, as I was talking to him, one of the first things that came to mind was, wow, what a cool grandfather that would right. do this. And I wasn't thinking that he necessarily needed to, but that he wanted to. And then he said, hey, even if I didn't homeschool, I'd uh, I'd be here helping them by curriculum. And he meant financially. So right, wow. there's that aspect, like you're providing books, but you know, as you and I are talking about this, there's some parents who we know are absolute, um, you know, they're against their kids' homeschooling.
2: Right. So there's, And that's
0: hard. Yeah. First is just like, well, you're an encouraging mom. I know you encourage your daughter to homeschool. Um, and then there's the grandparents that, that would actually say, hey, we're going to throw some money down. <laughs> you know, right. we're, we're really going to help. So I think those are other ways, right, that you can actually help. Right homeschool.
2: And that, that's a blessing. I've met people at conferences. I had a lady come up to me one time and, uh, and she was going to help her daughter and she was there for that very reason. And she was really happy because a lot of times at homeschool conferences, and and I know this is how it is in Florida. I don't know in Indiana or California where you live, but grandparents get in free here. And I think that's what a blessing because they want to encourage grandparents to come and support their families.
0: And I think for some of our listeners that have like dialed into this show to think like, yeah, how can I get my mom or my dad to to help actually school my kids? You know, part of it is sometimes your parents just want to help in other ways and you need to explore that and be able to right. say, well, you know, how can you help and and I guess allow them to. Um so you you talked to me before the show um as we were kind of going back and forth with email that you you knew some examples where grandparents had actually stepped in because of a situation. And what were those again? Or there's one of them, I think.
2: Yeah, there there was the one um, that I was going to share with you. But I wanted to back up just a little bit because sure. when you said, you know, like, what do you do? I love arts and crafts. And in fact, my one daughter who's 18 now, she bought me an art kit a couple of years ago. Little did she know I have like a ton of stuff, right? Because <laughs> my, my good stuff I kept aside. They didn't get to play with these things and um and so she bought me something and said, "You know what mom i 'd love for you to paint a painting for me and just to encourage me to have time to paint wasn 't that awesome that she she gave me a gift to, to so that I could enjoy my hobby, so I finally uh, realized that with the little kids they like to come over and paint. And my daughter's, the the one who homeschools is not by any stretch an artist. In fact, she said to me, when I became a homeschool mom or a mom and I started doing crafts with my kids, they came out horrible. So like, did you do my crafts behind my back when I wasn't looking? <laughs> and, you know, I, I was like one of those, you know, kind of positive, oh, look, why don't you add some green here? Or oh, can I help you with, you know, just ask them <laughs> if you can help a little bit. So by the time it was done, you know, we, we just kind of added a little bit here and there and then some of my grandkids do not like me touching their papers at all. So we have a grandma art day where they come over and do stuff and you know we we I've done some remediation as well if they are struggling readers um you know that they can uh, sit with me or we're working on some things now to improve their reading. So there's a lot you can do and I think what you need to do is ask your um you know your what are your parents talents because my daughter knew that that was an area I loved. So if she could say to me, you know, mom, would you do art with the kids? My eyes would light up, you know, any excuse to do something you love. But um, I wanted to talk about the grandparents I knew. One of them in particular used to introduce herself when I started homeschooling as, you know, hi, I'm a grandma homeschooling. And this lady was phenomenal. Like we thought she was you know, really old. But as I've seen her through the years, Fletch, I mean, I still run into her. She looks exactly the same. <laughs> like wow. She got pre- preserved in time. I think I think homeschooling keeps you young. You know, it it really does. It just because you don't have time to, you know, sit there and, and contem- contemplate, you know, how old you're getting. I, I always say I'm going to have my midlife crisis at 70 when all the kids <laughs> are out of the house. That's <laughs> I'll great. have a chance to think about it, you yeah. know. Mm hmm. But um, So she was phenomenal. She did it all the way through, and her grandson turned into this amazing child, and and God bless her for that. This other friend um, actually became a friend of mine. She was the one who came to me and said, look, I'm a homeschool grandma. And uh, I actually published her book. It's called Secret Code Time, Creating an Unbreakable Bond Between Parent and Child, and that was Paula Stevenson and Skye McNeil. Uh, Sky, um, I don't even know how many masters she had and did she really need her mom, Paula to come alongside her and help her with curriculum. But those two are such a pair and, uh, they're such good friends. And Paula goes over, she was a librarian and she's retired now and they have a co-op, uh, Sky does with, I don't even know, I think there's 20 kids and Paula goes over there every time they have this co-op to help. So that's phenomenal and she loves it and Sky loves it and all the kids love to have her there. So, you know, I think that really helps a lot when it's something that's in your wheelhouse. You know, it's not like you're at, you know, my my kids are not asking me to, you know, do something I don't want to do like let's do grammar. Like, that's not fun, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. um It has to be something that you're enthusiastic about. And I think your parents would be very happy to help if it's something that they love.
0: Well, I want to go down that path, but I'm going to take a quick break right now. And uh, we will be right back, and we're going to continue this discussion about what's important to remember both for grandparents and parents. So let's take a quick break.
2: Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. This is Felice Gerwitz with Vintage Homeschool Moms. After listening to Fletch and Kendra, you're invited to Vintage Homeschool Moms where I discuss everything from academics to marriage to planning and making life easier for hectic homeschool families. You can find Vintage Homeschool Moms on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network or by searching for us on iTunes.
0: All right, I am back again, and we're talking with Felice Gerwitz from Vintage Homeschool Moms, and we're talking about grandparents who homeschool. Now, before the break, um, Felice, you'd shared a story about how your kids, your daughter, had um, maybe given you a gift that was part of your hobby, and then you were more than willing to do art, you know, with your grandchildren. Uh, right. You'd mentioned your mom uh, bringing over her love of sewing. And um, showing your daughters. Now, my dad, um, I come from an Italian family, a lot like your family. And um, I'm thinking now that Christian, our little nine-year-old, I can remember some times when pop is as as he's called, my dad's 86 this year, um, he has Christian out not only crushing grapes, uh, but pushing (laughs) down the wine. And then uh, he told me that on Friday, he's going to need Christian's help because they're going to be pressing the wine. So uh once again there's my dad's <laughs> hobby and uh the homeschool day will include making wine with pop-ups. So yeah, that's that's awesome in our in our Italian family and the heritage that he's learning. Right. So um, yeah, and I don't think he's learned yet how to taste the wine. I think that <laughs> that might come up later. So um I two more questions for you as as we continue this interview. Um what do you think is important to remember as a homeschooling grandparent as you kind of walk into that if any of our, our grandparent um, listeners are out there, what's important for them to remember?
2: Or you're, you're listening, uh, your listeners can share this audio with their parents. I think yeah, that's be a what good I'm one. hoping. I think some of
0: them are going to drop <laughs> yeah. it off at their house. They'll cut it right. out on a CD. So.
2: Right. Yeah, you can download it on the <laughs> site, right? Um, I think the biggest issue for me was having to keep in mind that my daughter parents differently. Uh, my daughter uses a lot of words, not that you would have any idea where she got that from no Fletch, kidding. right? No kidding, my
0: goodness, yeah. yeah.
2: But she doesn't raise her voice, and she doesn't get upset. Like, one of the things she does is if they're doing something wrong that she, you know, will say specifically, you know, Alex, I really don't like that you're hitting your brother. You need to stop it right now and come over here. And if he doesn't come, then of course, you know, it's a timeout or whatever, whatever. And grandma just wants to say, dude, cut it out and sit down, you know? <laughs> and let's not, let's, let's just cut to the, the quick. And I'm mentioning Alex because Alex is the one this second who's the handful. There's always one in every group, and he's like the cutest thing ever, um, which I always say God makes the grandchildren cute and your kids cute so you don't kill them. So that's, you know, Alex. <laughs> Alex has got the blonde hair and the blue eyes and just the cutest thing. But, but you know, um, expecting their parenting style. And also um remember too, that when you have them at your house, um that's not where you get to feed them all the stuff mom and dad don't want them to have. And it's really a nice excuse. Like my husband and I will say something like the kids will want to do something. And he's a lot more, my husband's a lot more per- permissive, but he'll say, wow, that's a great thing that you want to do. Should we ask mom? You know, we can call her up. It's like if we're babysitting, you know, we can call her up and ask. And they're like, no, because they know they're not supposed to do it. So we just, you know, and that's the thing, being a vintage mom and grandma, um, we've, you've, we've already seen it all. Um, but yeah, that's important. You know, remember their wishes and, um, and also, uh, you know, just be available. Sometimes all they want is is someone to um, talk to about some things.
0: Now, we've had that same response. Now, I talked to a woman at church today, and and just kind of echoing what you said, I, I was telling her that I was going to be interviewing you and what we we're going to be talking about, and she is um, a daughter with six kids, um, second-generation homeschooler, and she said, you know, if you'd asked me this question, um, I would just say, I would love if my mom or dad would come over and just let the kids read to them. So, you know, something like that, right. too, like, just being present. Now, I wanted to follow up that question with one more, and that's what do you think is important for parents um, who are asking for help to be aware of?
2: Well, one one thing is to respect your parents and their time. Um, we love to watch the kids, and I've had my son-in-law text me and say, you know, can... Can I take your daughter out on a date? Or I've said to my son-in-law, you know, I'm going to, is it okay if I take Christina out to dinner and the baby, because she's usually got some little baby that she's nursing and he'll text me back and say, no, and I'll text him back question mark. And he'll text me back. You're supposed to be asking me out to dinner. (laughs) (laughs) He's He's hysterical. And then he goes, of course, but, but, you know, at just as long as you're asking and not telling, we're really happy to help. And I think that's the other thing, you know, I have a friend who um, homeschooled all the way through and her daughter's homeschooling and she just thinks her mom's this live in babysitter. They don't she doesn't live with her parents, but I mean, you know, that she can just drop off the kids whenever she wants to go to the grocery store and she doesn't and her mother loves the kids. So it's not that she minds babysitting, but it you know, it's just it's important to ask um, you know, and not tell. So that would be, you know, and not to also take advantage. Um, your parents are over and they're helping with the kids. Don't sit there and be on, uh, you know, sit on your phone or, um, I don't know, you know, just, just common courtesy, uh, that you would think, um, you know, you wouldn't have to say Fletch, but in this day and age, sometimes you have to, like we, I, I'm a total, you know how I'm a techie and I have all the little gadgets, but I call them devices and devices are nowhere near the table and not when we're in the car. And, you know, same thing with the grandkids. They nobody has phones, but they have tablets. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's that kind of thing. If you're all going to get together, you just need to lay the rules out. And I think that's super helpful. And I'm delighted that you did a show on this topic because I think um it will really be helpful to both the parents uh grandparents as well as the parents
0: well you know this has been a great conversation and again like i know you when you're coming up with show ideas our show ideas come to us a lot of times from our listeners and mm-hmm. it was so great. advantageous that this older gentleman stopped by our booth and i mean he <laughs> just he was so funny cuz he said I don't know what homeschooling in real life means. And so <laughs> I was explaining it to him and I really was like having to break down what a podcast is. And he right. was trying to find out like, how would he find this? You know? And I, it was so funny cause it was just a classic grandfather discussion with someone who is not tech savvy at all. Um, right. But then I thought, Hey, so great. this is the topic, you know, well, grandparents who homeschool. So I want to thank you for coming on and spending some time with me on a busy day. Um, before I let you go, um, our listeners need to know that Felice um, has so many great resources. I mean, not just the entire network of great podcasts, but you yourself have great resources. So how do our listeners um, find you, or how can, they, how can they get their claws into you as a pseudo-grandparent um, who could help <laughs> them homeschool? Where, where would they find you and, and so forth?
2: Sure. Well, uh one of the ways I actually put out the newsletter that goes out from the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, so a lot of times people will just hit reply and um you know, comment on a show or just uh, email me. So that's probably the easiest way if you really want to email. I'm on Facebook and also I own a publishing company and that's Media Angels. Uh you can find it at mediaangels.com.
0: I uh I again want our listeners to head on over uh, you can get there by TheUltimateRadioShow.com. dot com. That's one of the the links that'll take you there. There are right. so many shows, brand new shows that have just yes. launched. And um, again, it's not just a network of old content. There's new, thriving content, and I want to push people there as much as I can. Thank so, you. hey, Felice, thanks for taking the time to be on our show today. And um, again, congratulations on three years. Uh, job well done. Thank you. I really hope you loved that interview uh, that I did with Felice Gerwitz. Um, And along the way, there was a lot of accolades back and forth as we celebrated our third uh, anniversary birthday for the network. And uh, I was excited to hear Felice say that for three years, we have led the network as the... Most downloaded podcast on the network hey,
1: that's fun yeah
0: pretty pretty exciting for us, and you need to head on over again it's the ultimate radio dot com you can check out other shows um, we really have enjoyed talking about grandparents who homeschool, and it's our hope and prayer that if this is something you have in your family, if you're a second generation homeschooler and you have a mom and dad who you know um faithfully uh got you to the point of graduation and now you're turning around (laughs) doing it the same and and they're helping you. You know, that's fantastic. And for those of you who have absolutely zero input or even worse, negative input from your parents, you know, it's our hope that maybe you'll find that surrogate grandparent or that surrogate um mom and dad who can come in and, and spend time uh just encouraging your kids or discipling them in You know, whatever it is, you know, they're, I think, good grandparent type figures. If you don't have one naturally, it's great to find one at church. Someone who, you know, gives a knee for a kid to sit on. Yep. Um, uh, You know, you have women in your life who would just come and read. You know, these are things that I think are great and you should pursue. And that's why we really wanted to do this topic. And thanks again to that older gentleman who stopped by our booth in Indiana and uh, just kind of put this idea in our mind now um, as we get on ready for next week's show um, in the meantime we'd love for you to join us and if you want to find the best way to join us head on over to homeschoolingirl.com and become a member of our team Uh, you can join there and get some behind the scenes uh, listening it's not footage is it it's behind the scenes listenage (laughs) listenage uh, of our uh, of our bloopers and and uh, as well as some extra content we always have recorded over there. Um, We would love to partner with you in any way you want to. If you want to financially support us, that'd be fantastic. If you want to uh, just pray for us or just send us emails or write reviews for us on iTunes, those are all the ways that you can support this show. And it starts by simply heading over to homeschoolingirl.com.
1: Hey, thanks for sticking around for this episode of Homeschooling in Real Life, and we will talk to you next week.
2: You've been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Everything on this podcast was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information, or if you'd like to contact your hosts, please visit them on homeschoolingirl.com.